really important as well to understand that, you know, moving forward in, you know, career, business, life, health, every aspect that we are the controllers, we're the drivers of what we're wanting. So, you know, the worst thing that can happen is nothing. We, you stay the same as what you've been, but at least if you do something, you've tried, you've put yourself out there, you know, and that's when it does see success in any form, whether it's a new friendship, whether it's a business, whether it's a partnership deal, whether it's whatever it may be, like further fulfillment comes from that. But if you didn't try, it's always going to remain the same. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, balancers, and welcome to episode 70 of The Balance Theory podcast. If you're new here, a very warm welcome to our community. Otherwise, welcome back to another week of balance. Before I dive in and introduce our wonderful guest of the week, I did want to do something I have been forgetting to do for a long time now, and that is share some of the incredible reviews and ratings that you guys have been leaving me both on Apple and Spotify. So firstly, a huge thank you to everybody who does that. It means the absolute world to me. It's the fastest way for me to get your feedback, get to know what your thoughts are. Of course, if you don't already reach out and we chat on Instagram and just a really great way for other people passing through to find out if this is a community or podcast they would also like. So if you have been loving the content, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to leave a review. But this week, I just want to thank and shout out a more recent review. My heart just felt so warm when I was reading it and it reads, I love listening to the Balance Theory podcast because the host Erica always takes a holistic and well-researched approach to health, wellness, and productivity and gives lots of practical tips and tools to living a balanced life. I can highly recommend this show. So thank you so much to username soon to be mummy from the Netherlands. I really appreciate it and also incredible to see where you're all coming from across the world. Now today's guest and interview is going to be perfect if you're somebody sitting there who feels like they just want something a little bit more or different out of life. If you've been thinking about starting that side hustle or business, if you've been thinking about getting a new job or just doing something a little bit different, but you felt that hesitation, today's guest is going to give you a great little pep talk and some practical tips that you can take away and start applying directly after this episode. Having you know, started my a couple things myself. I still got so much value out of what this guest had to offer. And that is none other than Jada Perfect, who is the founder of Boss Lady Events, which is a social networking community for women who may be like you sitting there listening right now are currently running their own small business or wish to begin doing so. So she started Boss Lady Events with the sole intention to empower, educate and inspire women to take the plunge in making their business goals go from a dream to an everyday reality, which really is the great essence of everything we discussed today. Jada shares today how she balances her passions, which is Boss Lady, with her nine to five, which is actually more like a five to midnight, which is a running a pizza shop business and how she makes that work to keep the bills running, but also not sacrifice her passion. She talks about what juggling purpose is all about, a new concept to me, one I really, really can appreciate, why Mondays are her favorite, and the cost of a job you hate on your health, which is a big, big one from me, one to pay special attention to. Also, as I said at the start, if you're somebody who wants something a little bit different, Jada gives some tips on what next steps can look like, whether it is starting a business or moving jobs, and also lots of amazing networking tips, which is one of her specialties. Lastly, and if you do run your own business, the million dollar question of whether it is necessary to show up on social media and how, 
Jada tells us why it is necessary and gives us some really cool tips on how you can do that, especially if you're somebody who feels like they're really hesitant and they really hate the whole reels and TikTok space, not really sure where to start. They feel a bit awkward. I feel you. This is why I asked Jada this question, because sometimes it just feels a little bit inauthentic to show up like that. But there is a strong reason and a strong advantage of doing that on social media. But it's all about how you make that authentic to who you are and what you're trying to achieve. So you guys are going to get a lot out of that. You can connect with Jada more on her website or on her Instagram at Boss Lady Events. And of course, be sure to link up with us at The Balance Theory. So you are the first to know of any updates or announcements I have to make. That's it from me, guys. I know you're going to love today's podcast. Be sure to share this with somebody. If you have somebody special in your life who is in that limbo phase thinking, of starting or changing something, definitely shoot this over to them because if I could have listened to this podcast in moments where I had that hesitation, I wasn't sure where to start. I need a little bit of pep talk or just a little bit of inspiration to get that ball rolling, then this would have been the one I needed. So don't hold back to share the love. Let's dive straight in. Alrighty, Balancers. Today I am joined by Jada Perfect. Jada, a very warm welcome to the Balance Theory podcast. It's so lovely to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have a chat with you and get to know you better. Absolutely. Now, I just asked you this question off air, but I'm going to ask it again just for everyone listening. Is your surname actually perfect or is it just your stage name? So I actually have never thought of it as a stage name, but now <laughs> you put it that way, yes. <laughs> so how did that? Um, how did you come up with that as your name? Because I find like a lot of people have on their Instagram, like they have their first name and then like another random name as a second name and then you just get used to calling them that but I've always thought like I can't imagine a name that would go well with mine so I'm curious how did you get settled on that so my sister actually um all my life has called me perfect that was like my nickname she's like everything you do is perfect so it was like an ongoing joke in our family um and then it just kind of stuck so I used to it just became perfect (laughs) when I turned 17 she bought me number plates that were too perfect that's my number plate (laughs) and then everyone just used to start yeah everyone just kind of followed her suit and started calling me perfect and then as the years went on um people just identify me as that so I'm just like yeah that's my name and then when I started my business um being obviously you know you know running a female empowerment community it just kind of made sense that that was the woman I was wanting to step into So when I was having like a shit day or like, I just wasn't feeling myself, I was like, okay, cool. Like what would Jada do? Like what what are the steps that Jada Perfect can take? Not you, how you're feeling now, but the woman that you actually want to be. So I actually feel now that I am her, like I am Jada Perfect. People ask me, what's your name? And my real name actually doesn't even come into my mind. Yeah, not a bad thing to be um, associated with at all, I would say. But actually on that tangent, can you share a little bit about the work you do? So obviously you run a female empowerment business, but tell us about, um, you know, day to day, what what that actually looks like. So I'm a certified business coach. Um, I bought my very first business at 19. Um, from 19 until now. Yeah, I've owned um, seven small businesses across all different um, industries. At the moment, I currently run two small businesses. So my nine to five is the boss lady. And within that business, I do networking events for women in business um, pre-COVID. And we pretty much bring women together to network, leverage from each other. And then those clients turn into leads for me um, as private coaching clients or group coaching clients. So that's my nine to five. Um, And then I 
at five o'clock, um, I actually own a pizza shop. So I have been running the pizza shop for the last 10 years nearly. Um, and I flip pizzas at night. So that's what I like to call my bread and butter. So that's a little bit about my day to day. In terms of my community, uh, we do so much. Um, you know, we've got Club Boss Lady, which is like a membership, a yearly membership subscription where they get, um, you know, content, support, business advice. Uh, we do like VIP events just for them. And then on top of that, we've got like open networking events that we host um, that we, we haven't done one for a while because of COVID. But yeah, prior to that, that is the way that I have um, built my business is, is from the community. Yeah, awesome. And I've def I've checked out your website and I would suggest everyone jump on and have a look because there's a lot of really cool free resources on there. I really like the um the free content calendar. I found that very, very useful. So um, yeah, I'll definitely pop links to your uh, website below. But I was just had a little laugh to myself then when you said the pizza shop was your bread and butter. It should That should be like your um, like your pizza pasta. So you should call it instead, instead of bread and butter. <laughs> but I love that. It's almost like, would you say that running the pizza shop is more like, a, a, your passion like that would be like your side thing would you say the boss lady is more your passion because I feel like often we have like you said our brick and mortar jobs especially for people who have not taken the leap and gone into doing their thing full-time on the side and they end up finding their creative outlet or their passion in all these little side hustles so which one is kind of that for you or is it like a combo of both um I'll be upfront and honest like the pizza shop is finances like it's that's yeah. the money that's stability what, you know, the mortgages, the stability, food on the table, like, you know, that's what gives me my lifestyle. Because I've had that income, because I've got that stream of income, it's given me the flexibility to be able to actually pursue my purpose, which is boss lady. So the reason why I started the community, you know, three, I think it was three, three and a half years ago, was because I was in a place where I'm like, I've done so much. I've been in the corporate world. I've worked at McDonald's. I was a checkout chick. Like, I've had jobs, but at every job, I just did not feel fulfillment. I was getting the pay packet, and I'll be honest with you, was loving it, but I just did not feel fulfillment. And the pizza shop is amazing. Like, I do love it. Um, but if I was to work for free, I would not be in there flipping pizzas. But yeah. I would be doing what I'm doing now for these women that's lives I impact and support and, you know, help them to gain that confidence and to take those steps to, you know, step into the woman that they want to be and have financial reward for it that's what's my driver so my purpose is definitely boss lady um and all of the steps that i've gone through since my first business until now both lessons and also failures and success they've actually brought me to this business i'm in today because mm. i would constantly say to my mom i'm like i just want to have a business that you know, this is what it makes me feel. And this is the income that I make. And this is what I'm wanting. And, and my mom's like, it will come, it will come. But for so long, like six businesses before, I'm still not there. So it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I was like, hey, this is actually it. And then I look back now and I'm like, oh, shit, wait, what? Like, this is my purpose. I'm actually now living that. Yeah. But it's still, I'm just scratching the surface. It's still early, early days. Yeah. And it's crazy when you look back, like I'm, I'm probably like even earlier than you are, I guess, in finding your purpose and everyone's on a different um, stage. But I guess if you reflect and look back at what you've been drawn to in the past, and that could be all the way from, you know, when I was waitressing at a Thai restaurant, when I was at school, down to like all the little side jobs I had along the way, it's almost like they all line up to lead you where you are. And it's actually a really nice way to just, yeah, to just have so much gratitude for 
um, the journey and all the steps. And it also helps you reframe to be like where you're at now is also setting you up for where you're going to be next year or the year after that. So I like that as a little bit of a reframe, but on the topic of purpose, um, I actually saw this on your website. I think you ran an event around this. You, you spoke about juggling purpose, which really caught my eye. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about your thoughts on that before we dive into how to find your purpose. Yeah. So with juggling, um, you know, I always say that as business owners, um, we're professional problem solvers. So even though we're entrepreneurs and that word gets thrown around a lot, um, as a business owner, if, if I'm to say to someone that's wanting to start a business, the first question I ask them is, what's your problem solving skills like? Because that's what you are. So you're, yeah. you're constantly Or a firefighter. Exactly I like to say right. a firefighter. <laughs> Yes, that's a good theory as well, right? Constantly putting out fires. So um, as professional problem solvers, obviously like we're finding along the way by juggling our life, our friends, our family, our current job, our career, what we like to actually do, we're juggling everything in life. So it's about just trying to work out exactly what it is that you like, like going back to the basic fundamentals of your personality, like as a person, for me, if I use myself as an example, like I love to see my girlfriends, I love to dress up, have a good time, but I want to have meaningful conversations. I'm not a surface level type of chick, like I'm diving deep, I'm asking you what's your goals, what's happening, like I don't want to hear the bullshit that's happening in everyday life. So I think it's really important to understand that when you are trying to find out what your purpose is, you're juggling what you like and what you're about prior to actually knowing your purpose if that makes sense yeah and i think that's a really important precursor before you kind of do anything right before you start something new before you set your goals it's establishing that baseline of what are my values what makes me happy and when we talk about balance just for anyone who may not have heard this on the podcast before or even for yourself when we talk about the balance theory it's this idea we want to throw the formula of work-life balance out the door because it implies that your work and life have to be 50-50 split, which is very unrealistic, in, in, you know, especially if you live anywhere remotely closely to Sydney, unrealistic. Um, and, and it also makes you feel like the two have to be separate, which, which someone like you who has a nine-to-five and then you have your pizza shop, like already your life would be intermingled and interwoven in the things you're doing. So I hate that formula and that's why I started this podcast. So it's all about um, the balance theory being you've got three areas of life being health, your relationships and your fulfillment, not career. It's your fulfillment, which can be your career, but it can also be hobbies and, you know, volunteer work or anything else you do that's fulfilling. And your balance is any unique combination of any of those things at any given point in time. So there might be moments where you're starting a business and a lot of your eggs need to be in the fulfillment basket, but you don't want to pull away from the other two completely. It's about having them all alive at the same time to whatever degree you seem you find fitting. So back to your point about actually establishing, you know, what are the things that help you juggle? That's exactly how we maintain balance. If you know that seeing your girlfriends once a week is a non-negotiable for you to feel above surface or for you to feel relaxed or for you to have a little bit of a decompression from your week, then that's something you need to keep up irrespective of how busy your fulfillment category is, you know? And so knowing those sorts of things is really how you get to balance or at least try and maintain it. I say it's not a neutral state. It's something you dip, you know, you, you kind of got to be resilient from the lone moments and embrace the high moments. You're never kind of at this static level, but it's something with not with that knowledge and having that pretext before you kind of go out and try new things is absolutely essential to kind of keeping that as close to balance as you can. 
a lot of people put the pressure on themselves that they need to be doing everything and you actually don't with me in my business like all my clients become my friends and I tell them that in the first session I'm like listen this is the relationship and what it's going to look like we're going to become like friends if I see you in the street I'm going to yell out Yes, it's a professional relationship. I'm here to guide you as your business coach and support you. But at the same time, all the things that I wasn't getting in my previous jobs in my real life nine to fives, not in my business and purpose nine to five, all those things I wasn't getting, I'm able to bring them into my business. Hmm. And that's having a good time, having a laugh, you know, talk like dropping a swear bomb here and there wearing outfits to work that people are like you can't wear that well I can wear that because I'm in my office space letting me actually be myself so I think it's important to understand that you can actually mix business and pleasure together and Mm. your job can be what you love and you can make it profitable that's literally what I do in boss lady like I'm I'm socializing having a good time and I'm helping other people make money in their business and we have a laugh along the way like so you can definitely bring them all together, what you're saying in terms of having that balance of the, the ins and outs. You can bring all that together and it can just be a lifestyle. And that's yeah. what it is within my business and what I teach my clients. It's about the lifestyle. It's not about, oh shit, it's Monday. Like Monday's one of my favorite days of the week. But then everything rolls into one because with my lifestyle, each day is enjoyable. I'm working, I'm seeing my friends, my family, my partner, I'm, you know, building my brand, I'm building my businesses, I'm showing up online, I'm training, I'm eating, I'm having a good time. Like it becomes your lifestyle. A lot Mm. of people start businesses because they want money, not because they want a lifestyle of freedom or financial independence and things like that. So I definitely um, agree with what you're saying in terms of obviously the three elements that you're you're saying as part of the podcast, Um, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that word of um, lifestyle because I think for a lot of people, like you get so lost in the mundane parts of day-to-day life and you don't think what's just one or two things, like you said, you don't need to do it all. What's one or two things I can do today that's going to help me feel balanced or that's going to make me feel me. That's not going to be, you know, so many people listening would constantly, or even any, any moment in your day today, you'd think of a moment that you've probably done something like, and done, and felt like a people pleaser almost or had guilt because it's not actually what you wanted to do. And I think if you can weigh that out with number one, obviously awareness of when you're doing that, but like, especially having those moments for yourself. So like for me, it's if I can meditate every day, move my body, eat well and see my loved ones, then I'm happy. You know, I don't need to tick everything off my list. That's a bonus. Absolutely. But have your daily non-negotiables and the moments that, you know, make the day it for you. But on this topic, um, I think most of the audience actually would be in a position where they are working for somebody else. They don't have their own job. Oh, sorry, they don't have their own business. And they potentially do not feel that surge of fulfillment. They don't absolutely love what they're doing. It pays the bills. They're kind of happy to go to it. But maybe they do have this urge that they want something more. They want a different lifestyle. They want to do something that's a little bit more fulfilling. And I know that feeling because I was there about a year and a half ago when I was thinking about starting the podcast and how I could connect with people in a more meaningful way. Like I'm a finance lawyer. And so I didn't want to continue to deal with people's problems. I wanted to empower people, you know, and I felt like that, that role for me, like whilst absolutely has taught me so much, I just felt like my purpose was aligned in a bit of a different way. And so somebody listening now might also be feeling the same and think, well, my business degree has nothing to do with my love of fitness. Like 
I'm not even going to contemplate that because that's not even an option in my mind. You know, what, what would you say to people listening that have that urge, that have that curiosity, but do feel very overwhelmed about the possibility of just doing anything different? Yeah, I think it's about just getting out there and networking with others. Like in terms of starting a business, a lot of people in today's day and age, they feel the pressure of they need to do something what I truly believe is that there's so many people out there that have skill sets that can contribute positively to other people's independent businesses. So you can be a great employee. You can still be an asset to someone else's business and you can still play your part and play your role. And that can be also wanting more. It doesn't always need to be, you need to have your own business. You need to be the CEO. You need to be the boss. Um, for me and my business, like with my team members, if I use them as an example, they bring strengths to my team that I don't have. And I can't play the, the role of every part. Like a successful business takes a team of people. Mm. So I think it's definitely about understanding if you're in a job that you hate at the moment, um, definitely start looking and for things that can fulfill you. Um, definitely don't just get up and leave and throw the towel in because that's not going to be a great solution. But look and start to find a business or a company that you can go and work for in a position that you are passionate about, even if that's taking a pay cut or moving to a position that's, you know, lower than you're in at the moment. But you're actually getting more happiness. I think if COVID's taught us anything, it's that there's no price on fulfilling in your own self true happiness and being around those and just being simple, that the most simplest things are the things that we get the most fulfillment from. So if you're going to a job that you hate, start shopping around because I can tell you right now, there's plenty of small business owners out there that will see you and see you as an asset to their team and you can actually help them to grow their business and you become part of you become part of the, the DNA of that business as well. So yeah. that would definitely be my advice. You don't always need to be the business owner and yeah. being the business owner brings a lot of stress. And that's stress people don't see on the highlight reel of Instagram. But I can tell you right now, behind the scenes, it's stressful. And the bigger you get, the more success you see, the more that your team grows, the more stress you're under because that's what happens in life. Yeah, you're getting more money, but more bills, more stress, more, more everything. So yeah, definitely look at businesses out there that you support their values and you're inspired by what they're doing. And find a good leader that motivates you and then bring your skill set into that particular business. That would be my, you know, option A. Option B is if you are wanting to start your own business, look at the things that you already do at the moment well that you enjoy and think about, you know, in your mind, if you could be doing something and not getting paid for it, what would that thing be? Mm. And that will help you to clarify so many questions and so many, you know, un confused thoughts and feelings because at the end of the day we all know what we like it could be you sipping tea it could be going and training going to the gym it could be meditating it's it could be literally cooking it could be so many things but what is it that you love to do and then think about how you can turn that into a business yeah absolutely I love those two suggestions the first one that not everyone has to be a business owner I think is a very important call out because of the advent of the way uh, entrepreneurs have been I guess put on a pedestal on Instagram I think it's this very 
glam glam um you know everybody wants that lifestyle but i can totally agree with you having my own e-commerce business as well on the side and my partner has a service-based uh business in in sydney you know the i absolutely know what you mean by yes you make more money and you grow and whatever but it is it's more it's more headaches running a team is stressful learning hr you know it's it's a growth journey but that's something you need to think about if you want that level of responsibility in your life you know and it's not it's not suited for everyone and on that note like absolutely you should then consider this it's i think the same question as the option b i think it would be the same question like if i you know didn't have to worry about money or any financial stress like what would i do with my time because then you could also look at okay well then what kind of company do i want to work for do i want to work for a company that gives every second friday off because i value my mental health or do you want to work for a company that uh you know pays for your like one thing i always used to ask in interviews and actually going to law firms this was interesting because they often didn't have the best plans uh was what is your like uh what do what do you do for wellness for the staff and they were always a bit like oh why are you asking me that um, but you know, you have, you have, you have a lot of companies that do high level wellness, which is like they have fruit in the office and yeah, every now and again, for six yeah. years. I've done two years at law school. I know exactly what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, some people will have the high level efforts of like just fruit in the in the fridge or they'll just every now and again, have someone come in, but then you have the companies who will give people days off, who will encourage people to take leave, who will actually, you know, do meaningful things. So if those things are important to you, it's not only important to the question of, if you want to start your own business and what would that look like, but also the kind of company values and the kind of people you align yourself with. So if you're currently working somewhere that, you know, works you to the absolute bone, and I know what that feels like having worked in a law firm, then you just need to leave and move. And, and like you said, sometimes it comes at the cost of a salary, but at the end of the day, the question is what value do you place on your health? And often it's got little to do with a dollar amount, in, especially if you're looking at the longevity of your life and the way stress plays an impact in your in your life and so you need to weigh up you know what your life goals are what your financial goals are if you have a partner or if you don't and what kind of what that looks like for you in, in a five-year plan and if you can afford to take that but i would also uh jam in there what's the cost to your health yeah and i think with everything that's happened in the last couple of years like there's no better time than now because we like the days are long but the, the life is short. So mm. definitely, you know, seeing exactly what it is that fills up your own car so that then you can help to fill up those around you or just be, be fulfilled in yourself. Like sometimes it's not wrong to say, hey, I'm actually unhappy and I need to do something to make myself feel good ongoing. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think at the moment, you know, we're in a society where the pressure of Instagram and the highlight reel and the flexing of, you know, expensive good goods and great holidays is a pressure that that we actually it's actually all just bullshit really like Mm. we should be doing what makes us feel good and fulfills up fills up our own cup and when you do that your life will become more simplified and you will actually be happier yeah absolutely it is a bit ironic you do think you need uh more things or just more in general to feel that happiness but it's actually a lot simpler it's when you really just go within and do what's aligned for you and i feel like when you are in that sweet spot you stop that comparing yourself on instagram you know and and falling falling a trap to the highlights reel but speaking of social media and i think this is relevant for anybody listening who may have their own business or thinking about starting their own business Uh, from from speaking to a lot of people a big hurdle mentally for them is the commitment to showing up on social media um and you know with the advent of 
Instagram now competing with TikTok and then wanting to push like video content. It's been very hard for me personally, who's not necessarily like I don't dance. So TikTok for me is like non-existent. I'm like the, I'm like the quote text kind of girl. Like you won't see me doing any of the trending dances, but even just creating that content at the start was very, very daunting. Um, so I guess I want to ask you, is showing up on social media necessary? Yes. Bluntly, yes. And the reason for that is because it's actually a superpower if it's used in the right way. If I use my business, um, you know, boss lady, we started, I started the business from Instagram. My, my whole business model is built from the gram. So it's about producing content, showing up, my daily stories. Um, that is where I generate lead. That's why people come to the events um, or from Instagram, right? Even you and I are sleeping to your DMs. It's from yeah. Instagram, right? Power of social media. What um, people don't understand is that now we've got the advantage of business. So me directly to consumer. So I can speak to my audience directly. Mm -hmm. I don't actually need to put an ad up and hope that it's going to convert on a bus stop or a TV commercial. You can speak and ask your audience directly what it is that they want. So as much as, you know, you, you probably don't need to have social media, but the way that the world is working and business is trending, like you're losing money if you're not online. So yeah. you're leaving money on the, on the Instagram table if you're not being seen there. I personally believe, depending on your demographic and your, the age range and what you're selling to or servicing, that would determine what platform you're on. My, mm. my community sit on Instagram. So we do have a TikTok. We've done a couple. I'll be honest with you, it's not my vibe. Um, we're going to push it a bit more this year. But my audience sit on Instagram. Females, yeah. you know, 30 plus, they sit on Instagram. So my business is built around Instagram and any additional places that I share content, they're just bonuses. But yeah. my business is built from the gram. So I definitely think it's important to be showing up um, even if it's not you directly, but look, there's so many things you can do like time savers, such as banking up content, having a day a month where you create all your reels, put them in the draft, save them, um, you know, using a third-party scheduling app where you just schedule everything for the month going forward and you just make a commitment to three to five hours a month so that you do all of that so that you are showing up. Yeah. And then anything extra on top of that is a bonus. But I truly believe that social media is the way of the marketing future. We're in it at the moment. I don't even believe it's hit its peak yet. Um, I think we're only just really seeing it start. But if you're wanting to be a business that's, you know, creating relationships, gaining traction, and you're wanting to obviously continue to elevate, then my strongest suggestion would be be on social media. Because if you're not, it's now seen as a form of trust. If yeah. you're not there, it's like, well, that's weird. Why are they not online? Yeah, it is. It's almost like a badge of authenticity. But I think like the biggest thing for anyone feeling that overwhelm at the moment that you've kind of just said that I want to call out is really just seeing it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to actually, like what you said, speak directly to the customer. Like there is no longer this middleman that you have to go through you have an opportunity to have a much more intimate relationship with whoever it is you're trying to target and you know on that note I think just reframing it in that way will help you sort of just rethink about your relationship with it but I do want to call out one thing and that is if you are going to show up make sure it is something that is authentic to who you are because I have in the past you know tried to create the trending content or tried to do this or tried to do that and it 
I don't know if you've ever done this, but you've created something you're like, oh, I'm just like cringing at myself. Like, I hate this. Like, it's just not me. I think that really comes through on socials. I think people can see it it almost looks out of whack with the rest of your content. So whatever you are going to produce, just start off dipping your toes in and only put out stuff that you feel is an authentic representation of who you are. Because I feel like it's just such a quick, quick um, conversion between I always say as well, like, you know, if you just be yourself, like, then that will connect more. Like, I'll be honest with you, for me, when I get on there and I say, I'm having a shit time, these are all the things going wrong. I can tell you right now, that's what connects with my community. Struggles, Mm -hmm. being honest, being real, telling them I had COVID, telling them I'm currently struggling, telling them, you know, I've celebrated a success actually bringing them on the journey because people buy from people based on how they make them feel. Mm. So my community are so invested in me and continue to show up and make bookings and come to events because they feel they're part of my journey because they are. If I don't have the customers, I don't have a business. So I think it's really important to understand that the highlight reel, as much as people may love to show that it's also about being a real person and saying, Hey, you know, shit does go wrong. I have struggled and these are some of the things that have happened to me along the way because it's relatable and people connect with that and they go, wow, that's like me. That Mm. builds connection. It builds conversation. It builds customers. Yeah. And that's what we're wanting. So definitely authentically be yourself. Um, I know with me, when I first started, like if you scroll back right to when I started, I was very like, hi, I'm Jada, the boss lady. And I was very like corporate and professional. But I actually don't talk like that. I'm a bit more slang. I've got a bit of an accent. So now when I just be myself, when I'm like, hey, what's happening? How's it going? Rather than, hi, how are you? How's everything? Like, I don't speak like that. So it doesn't connect. So when people see me in the street or come to an event, they feel already, they're like, oh, she's exactly the same. Mm, yeah or else you create like a bit of an inconsistency with every touch point yeah. like if you're looking at it from yeah. a brand point of view yeah and then that loses trust and then that loses anyone wanting to work with you or be around you because they're like I don't know what I'm getting yeah yeah but definitely absolutely. just be yourself if you're quirky if you're you know awkward if you do dad jokes if you whatever you are just be that because someone will connect with it and it only takes one customer one follower to get the traction going Yeah, absolutely. And like, honestly, if you have a TikTok account, you'll know that most things there's a, I feel like there's just a market for anything. Like I came across this guy's account and he literally like waves down trains and follows them around the UK. And I was like, what the hell am I watching? But I was like, why am I at the 15th video? (laughs) Like it just, if that's what, like, if that's your jam, if that's what you like, like just put it out there and you just never know until you try it as well. Like I feel like with content as well, it's like a, You've got to test and try different things too. Because what's working last month isn't going to work next month. Yeah, which is the frustrating thing about it. Everyone wants the magic formula to be like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But it's like really like you've just got to be on there and engaging. And I feel like people will tell you what they like as well, especially if you're using tools like the question boxes or the polls. And there's just so many great tools out there. Um, But yeah, anyone feeling that overwhelm, definitely start to reframe. See it as an opportunity. There is so much you can do with social media. And I know it's daunting, but you don't have to go, you know, full on into the TikTok dancing style. You can start off with just introducing yourself or just, you know, doing some some text content or whatever it is. Find other accounts that inspire you. Simple is always better. The simpler, the more the more engagement you'll get. 
Yeah, it's true. It's so annoying. Sometimes I spend so long creating um, content and then the one I spent like five seconds and didn't even think about just does so much better. <laughs> and then you're like, why, why did I put that much effort? Why did I bother? Why did <laughs> Absolutely. I bother? Because the simpler things connect. And as people, like human behavior tells us that as well. Mm. Like it's the simplicity yeah. of things that connect. The people that aren't talking too much, you're interested in what the one that's a bit more quieter has to say because they're not trying to overpower everyone mm. else in the room. So mm. even, you know, social media, it's very similar formula. Um, mm. It's just about showing up as your authentic self and making sure that you're, you know, reflecting your personal values and just having a good time along the way. Like the more fun you have, the more you'll attract potential customers or friends because you're a good energy, you're a good vibe. Absolutely. I would have nothing to add to that. I totally agree. Now on the topic of, I know you briefly, well, we kind of mentioned it before when I was asking you about, you know, if somebody wants to be working somewhere else or potentially starting their own business, you brought up networking. And I think for a lot of people, especially COVID having gone by, it's something we haven't done in a long time. I mean, you you can obviously do it online, um, but it's definitely got a bit of a different flavor to it. So do you have any networking tips for people? Like where do they go? Who do they even approach? Like what is the, is there a strategy that people can follow? Why would they want to network? Can you give me your networking 101? Okay, with networking, it's just about getting out of the comfort zone and not letting your ego stand in the way of actually approaching someone. So I'll use myself as an example. When I go to events, as soon as I see someone that I think, oh, I know them from Instagram or I want to know them or is that so-and-so or everyone knows them or something's attracting me to that person. I'll save the person I'm speaking to. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm actually just going to be back in a second. I will leave that conversation. I will go directly to that person and I'll say, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I actually just wanted to come over here and introduce myself because we need to know each other. (laughs) And most of the time they're like, like, what? Hi. (laughs) And And then because I've done that, I've had no time to think about getting nervous. What should I say, et cetera, because I've seen them and I've gone straight to them. And people are like, I love your vibe. I'm so attracted to it. Like, I need to know you. I want to know you. Wow, I love what you're doing. Um, I listened to this podcast and, you know, the part where you said A, B, C, and D, that connected. So I yeah. just literally tell them what's happening. Just slide into DMs, like, write on people's posts, like their photos, leave them, leave them a question. People that are online want to chat. They want to actually socialize and build network as well. That's why they're also online. So yeah. I think the best thing is in both situations, both online and face-to-face, It's just about understanding that giving someone a compliment or being the person that takes that leap to say hi first actually makes you the stronger person and that inspires the person that you're speaking to and it gets them intrigued because you've had the confidence to be like, hey, I actually want to know you or we actually need to know each other or I love what you're doing or I'm inspired or I'm motivated or I've seen this. Like it's positive energy that you're bringing to the relationship. Who's going to say, oh, I don't want to speak to you or leave me alone or whatever. Mm. They don't, no one does that. I can tell you right now, no one does that. Worst case scenario, they leave you on scene. Doesn't matter. You've left an impression. Years later down the track, that an opportunity may open. You may see it. Before you know it, there's a connection. So <clears throat> definitely just get out of your comfort zone and don't let your ego get in the way because no one ever said a nice person is shit or they like it just it doesn't happen so just be yourself like push yourself 
past those boundaries of fear because the worst thing that's going to happen is nothing. Literally, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say, if you don't say it something like online and you don't get a response, you're actually in exactly the same position you were. The only uh, risk you're taking is that you'll then build a connection with that person, which is only something to gain. So if you're kind of worrying, oh, what are they going to think of me? They may not respond. You won't be in any different position. You'll only be in a better position for it. So don't let that hold you back. And I think um, social media has made the concept of connecting and networking a lot easier, at least to make that initial connection like for example you know who knows if we would have crossed paths had you not reached out on Instagram and now we're going to have you know an ongoing relationship from this point so it's a really incredible way to actually network with people you didn't necessarily have direct access to before so use that to your advantage and you know stuff like LinkedIn is also really good as well if it's in a more professional setting um, but yeah no I, I love all those tips and I think it's um, it's a good reminder for people especially coming out of COVID I don't know about you I'm I'm a very social person, but I felt like I went very introverted during COVID. Um, you know, like I haven't started up face-to-face interviews again. Um, well, I'm actually in the process of moving, but, you know, it, it's something you, yeah. I, I think, think a lot of people, it. yeah, it, it's it's a bit uh, distant, I think, at this point in time. So I think that's a great little reminder for people to get out of their comfort zones and actually just network. And if you want to get to know someone, chances are they're going to be like really taken aback in a positive way. Like, oh my God, somebody wants to get to know me. Like I'm going to give this person my time. And that's one thing I've learned doing podcasting. Everyone's like, oh, how did you get this person on the podcast or this person? I'm like, you know what? I just reached out. I told them I loved them what they were doing and just asked if they wanted to be a part of my journey. And, you know, they didn't want to say no, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really important as well to understand that, you know, moving forward in, you know, career, business, life, health, every aspect that we are the controllers, we're the drivers of what we're wanting. So, you know, the worst thing that can happen is nothing. You stay the same as what you've been, but at least if you do something, you've tried, you've put yourself out there, you know, and that's when it does see success in any form, whether it's a new friendship, whether it's a business, whether it's a partnership deal, whether it's whatever it may be, like further fulfillment comes from that. But if you didn't try, it's always going to remain the same. That's it. If you don't, if we're, what's the saying? If you don't change anything, nothing changes. So I think I put it that. Nothing changes, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It was a lot simpler than what I thought. <laughs> Well, look, I think that's a great place to leave our awesome chat today. I know our listeners would have gotten a lot out of it, but if people do want to, I guess, follow your journey, become a part of your story, connect with you a little bit further, other than your website, uh, where else is the best place they can do so? And I'll pop links in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So the best place is thebosslady.com.au, my website, or on Instagram at bossladyevents. Awesome. You can check out some great uh, IG content there, maybe on TikTok coming up this year as well. <laughs> but thank We've you got so much. TikTok, but it's probably not worth looking at. <laughs> Watch your space. Watch your space. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy boss lady, so I do really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing uh, what's in the works, what's in the pipeline for you this year. Thank you so much. <laughs>